Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season five, episode 20, the one with the ride along. Woohoo! Woohoo! So we've got Gare Bear back in our lives. Yay! Hi, um, Gare Bear. Hey, Gare Bear. And uh, he's a law enforcement agent, law enforcement <laughs> officer, which I only in the last like year or so have realized that the acronym LEO, that's what that stands for. Where have you heard the acronym LEO? Like written out. Like people will write some something L-E-O. Oh, I don't and think I've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. It stands for law enforcement officer. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, it might have been – I was doing some research for a short film I did. I did art for, and I had to talk to, like – it had to do with, like, cops and crazy people, like, talking them off a ledge. So I was, like, trying to get things right, you know? And maybe that was where I first saw it. Oh, but yeah, okay. in context, you know, it's always, like, context makes things make sense to you when you just mm-hmm. – yeah, so anyway, but now I feel like I see it other places, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I bet I, I probably have and just haven't known what it meant, so I've just skipped it, but now I'll probably see it everywhere. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, we've got Gare Bear, the cop, who always wears, like, the suspender gun holder. Yes, cop, like, yeah, just cop a real suspender holster. Cop vibe. <laughs> Um, Do you know, though, like, Gary Rappaport, so the actor that plays – oh, sorry, Mike Rappaport, the actor that mm-hmm. plays Gary. I think I mentioned this the first time he came around, which was, what, like, a few episodes ago. Yeah. He, like – he, like, is a stereotypical New Yorker. Yeah. I mean, for, like, what I would – you know, what, like, the general public would think of as a New York. He's really, like, forget about it style New Gen- Yorker. Gen pop, just to put some more – What? Acronyms. Oh, well, Gen pop. <laughs> Like in prison. The general population. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you watch Do you watch that show where people go into prison 60 days in? Uh, no. I've never heard of it. Mm. I, I a little bit, I'm of two minds of those types of shows because it's like interesting. So it basically the premise is like n- normal people um, go undercover as inmates and they um, into this specific prison. I feel like it's in like Virginia or North Carolina or something, somewhere mm-hmm. in the South. And um, the warden had kind of said, like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do this because we're having problems on some of our um, whatever they're called. And I don't know why. So it'd be great if you could kind of, like, report back to me what's going on and, like, what we need to fix. Um, And so these people, they also are kind of like some of them are like, oh, I'm a teacher and I just want to know more about, like, the prison system in the U.S. Or some Mm -hmm. people are like one guy was like. I'm a law enforcement agent. Somebody else was like, I was in the army or the Marines Mm. or something. Somebody else is like, I'm a social worker. Um, And so they just kind of go undercover to like get to know a little bit more about the system. And um, they do – and like nobody in there, including any of the – like only the warden knows that they're undercover, not even any of the other um, like whatchamacallits, like guards. Guards, yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously none of the inmates know. And it's kind of interesting, but I also just like when you're watching those shows, it feels a little exploitative, you know? I, that's like, what I was kind of wondering. Yeah. Like none of those inmates, did they agree to like be filmed and have their face on camera? I'm and, like, sure. Well, because like they would obviously see cameras, so they probably would sign some sort of release. But you don't have to – I mean, you don't have to tell people 
what you're going to do you're with actually it. using when it you for, sign yeah. when you sign a release form like it says I agree that you can use my likeness and I can't say anything about it I don't get sign off on how you portray me or yeah. final edits unless you're maybe a serious like famous actor you might get those kind of things but like yeah you really do yeah, sign just, your, your rights away um yeah I see and I don't so, like that because I'm kind of like like certain populations are also I think more vulnerable to be exploited in that sense where it's like mm -hmm. maybe you don't feel like you have a choice or maybe you were coerced or maybe you're like oh yeah sure but then it's like the way that your likeness is being used is quite damaging you know and so I just I'm like yeah so I've stopped watching those shows because I do feel that they're a little you know it's kind of like watching cops right like right I don't know it just sort of villainizes well that's a why all those people's faces were blurred out because they did not sign a release form yeah even so cups is more than just that like it's still oh i know i mean is that still of, on the you know, show is that still a show not in america but other places yeah oh i know they've got one in new zealand called like <laughs> i can't remember what it's called police 10 7 or something like that and it's basically cops Oh. It's just them, like, you know, going around and, like, I, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get Stepping on the perp's shoes until he cracks. Until squeezing. Well, it's just, like, apparently there's something about, like, you know, all that stuff's kind of hyped up and dramatized because it is for yeah. TV. But um, the podcast on your, the podcasters on You're Wrong About are, like, cops watch cops, you know? And so it's, like... If you watch that and think like, oh yeah, this is like how it is, it's just weird. It's 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 like when life starts to imitate art. Yes, in right. like what's a not real, great way. What's informing? Which is informing which? And you can't. There's no can't way to be it. like. You can't separate it, and you can't be like, oh no, no, of course not. Like you do not know because we are so we are influenced by what we see. Otherwise, people wouldn't be spending billions of dollars on advertisements. So there is something <laughs> right. to it. Like yes, yeah. Anyway, something else actually in that episode, and I don't know um, if it's the same episode, but something else from You're Wrong About, they had talked about like going on a ride along and how it was like everybody was super, there was like nothing going on in this particular um, neighborhood. And so there was like a call and a bunch of cops just showed up to it because there was like, they didn't really have anything else to do. And so that was also kind of like a weird, like everyone just sort of piled on a little bit. And so it made me think like, can normal people just go for ride-alongs? I think you can. Um, it does not a podcast. seem like they should be able to. <laughs> well, I think it probably depends on what type of ride-along. But, like, I think you can just on, like, a patrol. But you – because, like, there's a few um, – there's a podcast I listen to called Criminal. And um, if anybody likes uh, – um, like true crime type stuff, but not always like the super duper heavy yeah. stuff. Like you're just kind of like, oh, this is all like really weighing me down. But you do do kind of like the murder, not, not the murder, like the mystery part um, of some of these. If you like, like murder? Things. We have a different conversation to have with you. <laughs> yeah, um, but they investigate random. Sometimes it's like talking about somebody who's trial was overthrown by an innocence innocence project 30 years later and mm. someone's like an un, unsolved crime and another one well, that I to one where they like yeah they dive into the the la brea tar pits in la to find a piece of evidence Ooh. but it's like super toxic and dangerous so they talk to the guy who like dove down there um so it's all sorts of things there's one episode where it's like 
talking about uh, a, a guy who's streaked at more sporting events than anyone else in the world and like how he gets away with it. So like a lot of it, there are some heavier ones, but they always give like uh, viewer discretion at the beginning of those ones. But a lot of them are just kind of like interesting laws or like the way things have played yeah. out kind of in a different way. Cool. Um, so yeah, I actually do really like it, even though the girl who does, her name is Phoebe, and this is how <laughs> she talks. So I find her a little bit annoying, but the content's interesting enough. Anyway, she has done a couple of ride-alongs for certain things, always like for a story. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's a way to do it, and I guarantee you, you have to sign a lot of documentation. Um, so I I'm like sure at, like, like even on patrol, I feel like at any point, like law enforcement, I would just, I would never want to be a law enforcement officer. They just, it seems like such a scary and dangerous job and just so absolutely, stru- you know, I, that's just yeah. a lot. And so I kind of feel like having a member of the general public while you're just out and like anything can happen at any time. I'm like, ooh, and now you got to like worry about these three like nerds in your back seat yeah. and like trying to protect them. Like, man, you got enough going on, Mike. Uh, totally. Gary. <laughs> Who knows, though, maybe if you are conducting a ride-along, you can't respond to certain calls. Uh, you know? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would wonder, you know, like just out of – or make them get out of the car and leave them, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that yeah. could work, too. But also, like, anything could happen anywhere. They could have just been on that street. Yeah, when I know. I just think that or whatever, when but, you're yeah. in a – you're, like, putting yourself a little bit more in harm's way if you're, like, shadowing a police officer because, you know, they're, like – going towards the danger totally um but yeah the guys think it's going to be great to do a ride along they think they're big and tough except for chandler well, who's Chandler, like, <laughs> you didn't say it was going to be a nighttime time <laughs> i just love how unashamedly like you know and then, like monica's rubbing his back and i'm like yeah. oh he's just so such a dweeb i love he it. is such a dweeb i know um so yeah they like are on the ride along and they're all trying well like ross of course is like i feel like being the nerdiest when he's like you want to hand me that berry i mean and he's like it's called a cherry and he's like chandler uh." and they're arguing about like who is more cop and ross is like well obviously me because i'm in the front seat which i feel like this is an argument that like nine-year-old boys have of like yeah Who's in charge? I'd be embarrassed to be having this argument in front of Gary. I know. And I think Gary is embarrassed for them, but yeah. they are all dorks They're just and just like, not realizing how much of a loser they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we've got Joey also, who goes and picks up the best sandwich in the world uh, for the ride along. And he's, I love when Gary's like, yeah, does it have like marinara and like melted cheese? And Joey's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're not going to eat that in my car. Um, and then Joey goes, my tax dollars yeah. pay for this car. <laughs> yeah, and he's I like, know. Your tax dollars. Uh, your tax it's dollars. It's just so funny because I feel like that's one of those phrases that like I used to hear other people like, oh, my tax dollars yes. pay for that. And I would just be like, whatever. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, my tax dollars do pay for that. <laughs> Yeah, your tax dollars pay for a lot of things, but you also signed the waiver saying they could use your money any way that they wanted to. So, oh, I'm bad. happy to pay, pay tax. I'm happy. To oh, pay. I know. I'm just kidding. But um, it is funny when people like 
try to pull that as like, it's not an investment you've paid it and now oh. you have no well I guess you do have a say vote <laughs> okay that's right the that's end. the way you vote <laughs> otherwise it's like well you don't get to make the rules if you want to make the rules you vote for the rules and yeah that's right beyond that become a politician so you can change the rules but other than that you just have to deal with, with it that. like the rest of us yeah um my tax dollars paid for this car and so do you want your tax dollars wasted on a, de- a car detail I don't think so mm-hmm um but yeah so they're riding along and you know they're all trying to like use cop talk or what they Ugh. think is cop talk which is just like so they're just such losers they're such losers uh, and like Ross gets admonished to the back seat and has to sit back there with the kiddos <laughs> and he does take them to talk to they're trying to find a witness he's not calling them back they're gonna try to catch him on his way home which seems like I don't know why a wit. I mean, I guess if a witness was like was scared for his life or Spooked, doesn't want to give yeah. himself away, yeah, I guess that's why you wouldn't respond as a witness. I'm like, I would respond, but I'm like, well, I don't have anything to hide, so that's not everybody's right. story. Um, so I guess I understand why he would try to talk to him outside of business hours. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're like stalking him. I guess I don't really know what that what the rules are for that um and he uh gary is like oh he sees us don't look and of course like looks really not suspicious with like these four guys nobody's sitting in the front seat but they're all sitting in the back seat like trying to twiddle their thumbs and not stare at the guy and then the noise happens Mm mm-hmm I think it looks like Joey is trying to jump out of the car window. Ah, oh, right. That's what I see happening, really, if I look at it. Um, and what everybody else sees is that Joey protected Ross from the gunfire. Yes. Which was not a gunfire. It was just a car backfire. But still, when you, I understand that. that when you're yeah. in a stressful situation, and it kind of sounds the same. I mean, we play like fireworks backfire or or gunshots every oh, yeah. night. Um, it's a game we like to play at my house. Um, it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Matt's like, somebody's just room vrooming. That's what we've been calling it lately, room vrooming. And I'm like, you're just like, I don't know, just having is drag what, races. It is when it's a backfire. Well, yeah, like they have okay. like souped up, you know, cars. That's not your nickname for shooting for shootouts. No, 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 no. That's prep prepping. Okay. No, that's, yeah, that's different. Um, But, yeah, they don't know it in the moment. So, like, everybody thinks that Ross and jumped in front of Joey. And Gary is giving him, like, a lot of positive, very um warm, affirming feedback, I feel like. He's like, oh, yeah, it's funny when he's like, your buddy. It's okay, guys. It was just a car backfire. And I was like, see, this is why you shouldn't have randos from the gen- from Gen Pop. <laughs> gen like- Pop. <laughs> <laughs> like riding along because you now you've got to console them over a car backfire but he's like you i know you saved your buddy yeah it's yeah. very like how you'd speak to a dog or a child yes yes have you seen those memes floating around recently where it's like three different things and it was like um things that like overlap almost like a venn diagram of like things you say 
to like three different types of situations. I'm doing a bad job oh. of describing this. I, I, I've kind of seen it what it's like, what a lawyer says, what a consultant says, what a doctor says. And then the oh. it's like, what a four-year-old. Mine, I follow a lot of consulting meme accounts. Okay, I was going to say, yours sound less fun than what I'm describing. Yeah, my, my um, <laughs> And I think one of them was like, uh, I think it was like, hey, buddy, in the middle. And it was like starting a fight, talking to a dog, and then doing something else. I can't remember what it was. Like, (laughs) but you think about it, it's like all in the tone of how you say things. Yeah, Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't actually remember where I brought that up. But um, yeah, so they go back to the coffee house, and uh, Gary's like talking to him up again. He's like, anybody want to talk to a hero? And in that moment, I realized Phoebe has like almost no airtime in this episode. Do you notice that? She's there oh, when they're originally right. talking about the ride along, and then she's there when they come back and talk about being a hero. So she's and in the coffee house for like much it. thirty seconds. Yeah, you're right. Because the other yeah. two is it's the other girls. Oh yeah, yeah. And I wonder why they didn't like. Yeah, that's what I wonder. Because I'm like, why wouldn't they have like put her with the girls' shenanigans? You know. Um, but yeah, he's like, anyone want to talk to a hero? Because Ross saved. No, Joey. Or Joey saved Ross's yeah. life. And, uh, you know, Chandler's kind of like sulking in the background. And Joey's like trying not to say too much and give himself away. Um, and when they finally get to the end, like Chandler is clearly upset. And Joey's like trying to figure it out. And he's like, well, it's because you chose Ross over me. And he's like, I didn't do that. I chose my sandwich. And somehow that makes Chandler feel better. Um, yeah, but he wasn't. He was actually just being true to his Joey self and choosing a sandwich instead of. I know, I guess at least but I'm like, I. That's I guess worse. <laughs> I I feel like it's kind of worse. Like if you were like, oh, I didn't choose you because I chose my purse. I'd be like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I wish you would have chose the other person. Yeah, that's because you're not. Chandler is like a Chandler's one of those like, if I can't have it, you can't have it either. You know, sometimes he I gets petty. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but to make it up to him, Joey's like, you here you go, you can have the best sandwich in the world, which we find out later he's just giving him offering a bite, a bite yeah. of. The sandwich. The best sandwich in the world. Um, yes. Which I'm like, Joey, just. I want to cool. talk about Ross's new lease on life. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I, I had that in the next section. But yes. Oh, OK. He. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. So if we were on a ride along and oh Gary gosh. is driving. OK. And I'm picturing. I'm I've got my left. eyes closed. I'm okay. on your left. And okay. Ben's on your right. Oh, my gosh. Who do you save? No, Renee. <laughs> Can I just... First of all, you should be in the middle because your legs are shortest. Oh, Lord. Here we go. No, I'm now 5'3". <laughs> I am tall. I have to sit in the front. What? Oh, did I You're not tell you my good news? Three? I what? am 5'3". I am over 5'3". <laughs> I either grew or I was lied to a long enough time ago that I just stuck with it. Um, What's happening here? We measured me. So Matt and I are doing some <laughs> work, 
in our upstairs, like my office and our guest bedroom, we like redid the walls because they were cardboard paneling. Now they're going to be like real sheetrock walls, which doesn't make any sense unless you've seen them. But Ashley's seen I them. They're going to look a lot better. details are important. They're not. But we are okay. building in, in the like middle. So basically it's like you walk up the stairs and you have a choice of going left or right into these two rooms. But now there's like a little bit more of a landing space. And in that landing space, there will be like a linen closet because we have an old house, so we don't really have closets. And I was trying to gauge how tall the closets were for shelves. And so I used myself as a measuring tool mm-hmm. and I like had to duck a little bit to get under it. And so I was like, oh, okay, so these are probably like right around five feet. And Matt's like, no, I think they're 62 inches. And I was like, well, that's 5'2". That's what I am. And he's like, you're more than 5'2". So we measured me with a with – a, Tape measure. Tape measure. And sure enough, I'm like 5'3 and, and – two-thirds i am just extremely tall that's like a whole inch taller than you thought you were i know and i made him measure me a few times and draw a line on the wall and i signed it before we painted over it (laughs) like a child renee 2031 age 34 (laughs) five three and and two-thirds um so yes i'm just so i'm just walking around now like a new a new lease on height. How's the weather up there, Renee? It, that's what I said. I was like, I just feel like the atmosphere is slightly different. I said, I'm going to start making people sit in the back seat because my legs are so long. I might need I'm to duck. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I just uh, I have a whole new perspective from up here. So okay, join well, me up in, here, shall shall you? Shall we? In this shanty, in this. <laughs> scenario i'm still five seven and ben is still six foot so hate to break it to you shorty <laughs> i haven't lost so you're any saving inches, me I know of. by default i don't know don't make me choose i, mean, I know i know I would never. here's the thing i'm also not Even gonna ask because i feel like you'd choose me what <laughs> no i honestly don't know no because the thing is is i was like what would i do and the thing is is that don't i know. think it's one of those things you don't and i think it would just be an impulse and more yeah. of a like wherever your weight had distributed faster, that's where you would yeah. go, you know? Or like if um, the sound was on your left, you'd probably naturally yes, turn yes. towards the right to shield yourself. I also right. think that like, I think Ben, like not that I don't think you can protect yourself. I think Ben, Ben's a pretty independent guy. And this like actually sometimes bothers me still, if I'm being honest, in our relationship where like... If something happens, his instinct isn't like to shield my, like shield, you know, like throw his body on me to shield me type thing. Like he's kind of like a every man for himself type of person. And <laughs> okay, we've had so to then save me. This is an yes. easy answer. <laughs> we've had to sort of work on the like, hey, maybe don't like leave me to fend for myself. Thanks. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. I'll choose to take it as a compliment because it just means you think I'm really independent and capable. But. Maybe let's just go back to the like misog, you know, misogyny and uh, gender politics of last century, and just you protect me, thank you. <laughs> that sounds good. I want to yeah. go back to that. Um, yeah. So okay. So Ben is saving his sandwich, and you're saving me, is what I'm hearing. I guess. I mean, probably because okay. Ben probably isn't saving me. Ben's saving himself. Yeah, he's saving himself. So. And I'm just really tall now, and so there will be more to protect <laughs> than there used to be. Um, so just so cute. be prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have my friend Stephanie is really tall and 
she's a little bit taller than you and of course like when yeah. i'm wearing heels i'm like oh we're like pretty close to the same height and she's yeah, like we're not no, but no i'm glad but you okay think we are. but i'm like <laughs> now see i was right we kind of were close to the same height Right? No. <laughs> she's like she's five like eight five or nine. five nine, isn't <laughs> yeah, she? Yeah, she's five nine. She might even be close to five ten, but uh, and anyway. you're like, me too. I'll have what she's <laughs> yeah, having. Oh, I we, know. I know. We need I'm the like, same length pant, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I had to start ordering all of my jeans in tall length, like <laughs> you know, it's just really hard up here. It's really oh. hard. Can't yeah. find anyone to date because you're just taller than everyone. <sighs> I know. You know I what know. it's like Which now. I do. I just – I understand. Um, have you ever watched the movie Tall Girl on Netflix? Uh, no. I don't think it's I've ever It's very cute. If anyone just wants like a feel-good, sweet little – Oh, we could all use that. Rom-com. It's very light and cute and kind of teenage movie predictable, but very sweet. But she's a tall girl, you know, and of course that's all she feels like she is, is the tall girl. And it's just really sweet. Um, Highly recommend. And it's a Netflix original movie, so I think it's probably available on any country's Netflix, I would assume. Okay. We'll go have a look. So there you go. Adds to Q. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we find out. We find out that Joey's just interested in protecting a sandwich and Ashley's just interested in protecting me because Ben's protecting himself. Um... (laughs) So good. All is right in the world. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and then we've got the girls. Oh, gosh. Um, I love this. I know. I – so, like, this is just such classic Monica. Rachel comes in after work, I assume, and Monica's like, guess what? We can finally get around to organizing the photos. And Rachel's like, oh, finally. Oh, like, fine. I know. Great. I was like, just, the last thing you'd want to do after a long day at work is have to – cross-reference and organize a bunch of photos speak for yourself ashley (laughs) really you'd want to do that after working all day i've done that after working all day oh my gosh (laughs) so when i lived when i still lived in florida um and i lived with my other friend ashley ashley with two e's um she would go her family ran an organization in haiti and they like um, did a lot of like humanitarian admissions work there. So she would, and she was an online teacher. This is 2011. So before like online school was a huge thing. Yeah. She had been an online teacher. So she always worked from home. And, um, you know, like we had a, we had like a condo. It was like two bedrooms and then like, you know, like living room, kitchen, common area. So it wasn't like, it was plenty of space for us, but there wasn't a lot of space to like spread out and do a lot of projects because I didn't want to like take over. But when she was – she was gone for, like, two weeks because she was able to work from anywhere because she mm. was on her computer. So she was in Haiti for two weeks. So I decided to take all of my printed photos and organize them in a box by year and then by category. So, like, a specific trip would be its own category. And then I had, okay. like, a formal dances category per year, you know. Yeah. 2002 slash prom, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I organized every single photo that I had into these categories. I did not cross-reference them, but basically I spread every photo out around my living room and on the table. Um, And are they still organized into those boxes? Oh, yeah. That's how whenever we're like, oh, we have to find that picture from Cotillion, that's how I whip it out in like three seconds because – 
it's already been the work has been done well done monica yeah i know so i did not cross-reference um dog and dead with right. my pictures of lapu um which would be helpful but i feel like as long as you're looking for you know the right category you can find what you're looking for so just follow me for all your organizational needs um but she goes to hand monica the box and it just like falls everywhere and rachel's like well at least you already numbered them and she's like photo 152 was a prototype like she's all bent out of shape because she'd only come up with the system she hadn't like done it all yet yeah poor thing i know I know, because Ra- Rachel's like, let me make you a drink. And she's like, no, Ross has the blender and like everything is falling apart. Um, <laughs> Poor Monica. So Rachel, who's being really nice, she's supporting yeah. Monica in this non-tragedy. Um, well, and I think she's also like, let me make you a drink. Because she's kind of like, if we just have drinks, we don't have to do this photo organizing yes. thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and also, I would like to place a caveat and say, I wanted to organize my photos. I would never expect anybody else to care. Yeah, like, that's the thing too. Is I mean, that's it is the difference. LePou, so it's Rachel's dog, but it's like you didn't make your roommate do it with you. <laughs> like, no, and it would and be different photos. if I was like, "Do you remember when this picture was from? Like, what year was? You know, like I could understand asking people to like assist you in that kind of way if you needed not help make them, finishing your project. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't make. Yeah, I wouldn't make them, like, sit. finally we can organize our pictures. Yeah. No. Um, I also <laughs> no. watched Friends the entire time I did that. Oh, nice. I just, like, yeah, I just watched Fun. it the entire time I did those. That was great. I'm so glad I did that, though, because they're all nice and organized. Um, But anyway, that's not what we're here. To, we're not here to talk about my organizational tips but today. if you need the tips for how renee did it she can just dm dm us at best friends club podcast on instagram and she can yeah. uh, help you out yes or if you have any other questions for ashley about how tall i am you just go ahead and ask her <laughs> um so monica yeah or sorry rachel is like yeah i think you're right like trying to distract monica by being like let's make drinks like who cares about yeah, yum, margaritas. <laughs> <referencing> photos. <laughs> yeah. and she's like Let me, you know maybe make you a margarita and she's like ross is the blender and she's like well i can go you know get the blender and you get everything else together and the first thing monica says that's funny is i need some cash and she's like well do you want me to hit the atm she's like no no if you're just at ross's just you and know, you if you see, see some lying around. around. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, I would never have the guts to do that. I was gonna say, I would. If I was like, I needed the money, and I'd be like, Hey, I took ten dollars off your counter. I'll pay you back. But yeah, but yeah. Just like, like you need steal, to cash if in that you're moment. stealing ten dollars <laughs> from your brother is what you're doing. <laughs> yes, which we find out later, it's not as stealth as she thinks it is. Um, no, it is so funny. I know it's so funny, but like uh monica or rachel i don't know why i'm messing everybody's names up today rachel heads over there with her toned arms and takes off her jacket which isn't it weird to you that she takes off the jacket when she gets into the apartment because it's like you're just grabbing two things and leaving yes you're just one thing Um, the blender in that moment she thinks she's just getting the blender i i noticed this is the first time i've noticed rachel's arms are insanely toned and like she's always been a thin woman, you know, yeah. and like toned and yeah. whatever. But like, 
Yes. I what like her arms, maybe it's she's just like tanner right now, so they're more noticeable. But I just yeah, it's um it's like right up where like the armhole in your armpit is, where it's like mm-hmm. there is no extra flab there. Like she's got just no. two toned little sticks tucked like her arms right are very out. toned. This half so of toned. season five, this end of season five, she's like just super toned. There's like the part in Vegas when she's like before Vegas when she's doing her uh at home karaoke and they show like her back oh, and I'm like, yeah. she's just so toned and, and thin like she just was yeah. in a good workout regimen good for you jennifer aniston but i'm like why would you take your coat off i know your arms look good but we've seen <laughs> them already um keep your coat on you're gonna be thing, there for 10 seconds it seems like such a right and she learns her lesson i think because she knocks crap off the mm, counter dinosaur crap yes and she's like please be made in china please be made in china or like please don't be a real dinosaur and it's like made in China, yes. And then she's like, "Who would buy this?" Yeah. Um, so she gets her blender, and Monica calls and is like, uh, "Actually, I realized we also need margarita mix, tequila, and salt for the margaritas." And she's and like, she's "Okay, like, so all we have is ice." <laughs> okay, make sure CV is ice yeah. too. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh. Monica's fridge is old, which means it doesn't make ice. So they oh, might, yeah, that's right. May or may not have ice. Yeah, like ice trays. Do you mm-hmm. um do you make margaritas very regularly? I am not a big margarita drinker at all. Like I find them like interesting, a little too sweet. Um, what about like so, a skinny girl that's like a not with margarita mix, but just with like lime juice and agave? I think it's yeah. I don't mind it, but. In general, that's still, like, anything, like, juicy is not yeah. really my – unless it's wine. Like, that's as juicy as I want to get. Um, but I think it's, like, partially, like, the sour sweetness is just not my yeah. thing, really. Um, there is a like- place in Nashville called Rose Pepper. It's a Mexican restaurant, and they have – fresh margaritas that are basically like yeah just like lime juice and tequila and something else um and those are those are really good yeah we can go there they they're like really great prices too they they do them by the pitcher and they're just really yummy i haven't had one in probably like five years but like it's just not what i go for like i'm just if i'm gonna drink a cocktail it's probably just like a gin and tonic but um I feel like gin and tonics I can make at home pretty easily. So, you know, I mean, I I do buy them out sometimes if we're out and we're having cocktails. But like, I I used to have my fair share of margaritas in Chicago. And probably because there's just like a lot of great Mexican restaurants and stuff around. So you kind of have a – or like we'd make pictures of margaritas when we had a party or whatever um, in the summer. And I really liked them. But since moving to New Zealand, um, tequila – is like so everything's expensive in New Zealand. I complain about it all the time. If, but like tequila is like prohibitively expensive. Like oh, interesting. The, the first Cinco de Mayo here, um, there's I've got another friend who's American who lives here, and so I was like, oh yeah, let's do Cinco de Mayo. Like it'll be fun. Let's like make Mexican food, and I'll make some margaritas and stuff. And so they were like, okay, we'll bring over whatever, whatever. And I was like, yep, I'll make the margaritas. Not I lived here for like two <laughs> one thousand so dollars know. later. Honestly, like the the plastic cheap bottle of like Pepe's Ugh. tequila that is like basically Ugh. just like diesel, like motor Guaranteed oil. Guaranteed to kill you. That was like sixty five or seventy dollars. What and I for was a like, handle? Uh, I don't even think I got a whole handle. No. 
it was this is what I'm saying. Like That's I was just awful. like, what? And at the time I had like just recently moved here, was about to like not be able to work at my job, or maybe I was even unemployed in between jobs. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna like drop the like plus hundy dollars on like actual good tequila. So we just had like really gross margaritas. But I haven't ever tried to make them again since because I was like buying tequila in this economy i can't um and yeah, sometimes seriously. i'll sometimes i'll buy them out at restaurants but we don't go to mexican here very much because it's terrible um yeah. in new zealand and so and like I, I don't like like a sugary syrupy margarita with like yeah. salt and so but i did decide the other day and like ben doesn't drink tequila really so we just never have had it but the other day i was like do you know what every so often i just really get a craving for a good margarita and so i think mm. i'm just gonna bite the bullet buy some really nice tequila and just not look at the price tag just buy something good and then like it'll probably be in my cabinet for the next year but when i like the the yeah. two times a year i want a margarita i can make one Limes yeah, are also idea. really expensive. The other day they were $50 oh, a kg. What? I'm not what? exaggerating. Yeah, it's just really, we're really not made for Mexican food down here. $50 limes a kg. In New Zealand? Uh, they're only in winter. And so I think we have to like get them imported from like Southeast oh, Asia. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, don't come here for the Mexican food margaritas. Um, come here for the dairy. is... And- ridiculous yeah so it's a real next time i send you a package i'm gonna send you limes i don't they're not you you know you can't right you're kidding i know and they would be moldy by the time they got there (laughs) maybe you just need some lime juice that might i thought about it it's pretty gross but i think in a margarita it'd be fine don't worry like it's fine i don't need i i'm not this isn't like i'm just saying it's it's not like a i'm accessible item I'm worried. Um, the last memorable margarita I had, this was like, gosh, this was um, before our friend Kim's wedding. So this is 2014. Oh, wow. We went to New York for her bachelorette party. And I stayed, our friend Casey lives in New York. So I stayed with her a, a couple extra days to like just hang out. And we, we were there over Cinco de Mayo. So we went to this um, restaurant in oh gosh i don't remember i think it was off lexington like i can't remember but they had grapefruit jalapeno margaritas oh yeah and they were so good so 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 good um i just loved them i like grapefruit juice i love grapefruits though so that's not too surprising too and the hall i think the jalapeno like rounded out that like I don't know. They were just really Yeah, good. so it wasn't just so, sweet and spicy and sour or sweet and sour. It was like I like a spicy margarita as well. That sounds yum. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. So Where was I? How come I wasn't at Kim's I New York bachelorette? 2014. You tell me. <laughs> I don't even remember that being a thing yeah, that I didn't you weren't go there. To. No, I definitely wasn't, but yeah, I don't even remember there. it. Twenty fifteen was the year before I moved to New Zealand, so who knows what I was doing. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. I moved to New Zealand. Oh yeah, in you moved there in spring twenty fifteen. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. We went to would you remember what time of year it was? Yeah, it was May. It was the first weekend in May. Oh right, because it was Cinco de Mayo. I was gonna say I I went to Europe in twenty fourteen, I think. 
um, for two yeah, weeks. Maybe but you that just was Fourth like, of July. For but maybe cash. I, yeah, I might not have been able to like do both. It was also like a few weekends before her wedding, so you just might not have been able to get away two times. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, because her wedding was mid-May. Right. Okay. I'm going to say the 17th. Kim, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct us. Anyway, sorry. So the girls are going to make margaritas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've covered the price of limes. Speaking Um, of marriage, though, it is coming back. What? Um, the whole thing at the beginning where they were like, remember, Emily's getting married this weekend. And so they were oh, trying to like right. keep Ross's mind off of it. But that's what's about to crop back up. Yeah, that's about to get brought back up. Yeah. So the girls have no ingredients for margaritas. Rachel's about to go raid his cabinet. And um, the phone rings again. And before she can get to it, or maybe she doesn't try to get to it. I guess she wouldn't try to get to it. Um, she's like, hello, Ross, it's Emily. I'm supposed to be getting married tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm going to, and I'm thinking about you. Are you thinking about me? Did we make a mistake? Oh Oh. my gosh. Emily. Rachel, rightfully so, is like, I don't know (laughs) what, yeah. So let's talk about this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah. Any thoughts? care to share with the class i mean i don't want to be judgy but you know um as a scientist emily okay i guess i can kind of understand like her whole thing is like did we call it quits too soon and so she's having these doubts about like you know i don't know to me i guess if you're calling your ex the night before your wedding is that a sign that you don't actually want to go through the wedding, through with the wedding? I mean, because I think that is, yes, I think yeah, that's very true. It seems like it. Because even if you love this new person, if you're still potentially wishing you were with the old person, uh, don't marry this person. Like, it's very unfair to them. Very unfair. And I yeah, feel like. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming, is this the guy that she, like, met up with right after? It must have been, right? Like, it was the Yeah, because Ross is like, Emily's getting married, and he beats up a scone to stick it to and her. And it had been, like, remember? a month or something. Yeah. 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 So, so it's so all like, happening very fast, which I understand, but... She's a hasty ugh. lady, is what she's I... She's a hasty lady. And what I think is... Okay, so I think it's very unfair to her fiancé... Um, because her having these these thoughts alone to me says you should yeah. marry this other person. Ross or not, it's like, Ross, yeah, like yeah. whether he's into it or not, she yes. obviously is yes. not 100% committed to the new person is what it seems like. And yes. And I also feel it's very unfair to Ross to like call him and yeah. Ross, put him you know, in that like, position. Jostle him all up again. Yeah. Like you – Good. I think that Emily had every right to ask Ross for what she needed. He couldn't give it to her, and so she and had so to. And so that's it. that. I, yeah. I don't. I don't fault her for how it ended. I. I don't. I don't think. I think they were kind of in a, in an impossible situation where neither one of them were going to be happy, and so it had to end. So I don't blame her for that, and I'm sure I can empathize that she would think like, but when when it was good, it was good. But I'm like. Those other things that ended your relationship are still very real. Yeah. So why are you coming back to this? Like, 
Well, maybe she's thinking like, oh, I shouldn't have like made such a big deal about it. Maybe she's like doubting herself, right? And thinking like, probably I should have gotten over it. Or I mean, maybe not. Maybe she's like, Ross should have given me what I wanted. I don't know what she's thinking. But I do kind of feel like Hunship sailed. Like, yes. And I just feel like (sighs) if like, I mean, a wedding is such a good example, but I'm sure there are others. But like, if the only reason you're reconsidering something is because of the other step you're about to take in the same like category, you know, like that doesn't, I don't know, like it, it, I'm not putting my words together very well, but like, I feel like sometimes people just want what they can't have. And yeah, you know, like that's kind of what this feels like. Like she, did want things to work with Ross and in like a perfect world they would have but things got in the way but that's reality like the things that happened are real and they happened and it ended it and there's a reason for that um so if the only reason you're reconsidering Ross is because you're about to marry somebody else that just doesn't feel genuine to me like I don't doubt that she feels conflicted yeah but I just don't know how you would know what your genuine feelings are for Ross because you're too busy trying to figure out. I don't know. You've like jumped right into. I know what you're saying. I I don't blame her for having like, for like wondering or for kind of like having. I guess like you can't help if you have doubts. Like that's not like anyone's fault. And if that happens and you're just like, oh man, like am I making the right decision? Did you know? Did I make the right decision before? But if it's to the point where you're calling your ex the night before to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should get married, call me. Like that to me is like, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, what's going on? I don't know that I actually – do I actually want to marry this person? Maybe I need to push yeah. pause to oh, find okay. out what I, I actually I think, want. Yes. Yes, okay. I think I just figured out what I wanted to say is that okay. if she's having these thoughts, what she needs to do is call off her wedding, not call Ross and have him make the decision for her. Yeah, it's that's really it unfair. Like. Yeah. It's unfair so what? So to it's everybody, like, including so Emily herself. Well, so it's like if Ross doesn't call her back, she's just going to be waiting right. for her ex to call her up until the moment she walks down the aisle. And then if he yeah. doesn't, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm getting married then. Like, huh? That's not how you want to do that right since we're not living in like pride and prejudice marriage is not something you decide uh based like you don't have to choose this is not a choice it's like either i'm marrying this person or i'm not it shouldn't be well i'll only marry this person if this person doesn't ask me first yeah it's not like like a who gets not how it works with the best dowry yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah like i know that those were just different times and it was more of like you had to get married because women couldn't have their own jobs and lives and whatever but like that's not how it is now so you should get yeah. married because you want to get married yeah um otherwise you should just do your own thing but yeah saying that you're going to marry somebody else until what you think might be the better option calls you back oh gross I would just like I don't falter for having doubts I yeah. know that the night before the wedding seems like a bad time to call it off but like I do think it's like, okay, there's enough going on that you just need to stop and kind of evaluate what's going on in your head, you know? Like, what are you actually feeling here? Yeah. I think Emily just has no idea what she wants. She hasn't in a long time. She just kind of goes with the flow and has people fall in love with her on the regular. And Um, very quickly. Very quickly. Um, Yeah, I just – 
it like we said this before like when we found out she was getting married again but like if okay so let's suspend reality and pretend that Matt and I had like not actually gotten married but we almost got married but it was like very you know Matt and I met got dated and got engaged and got married very quickly so let's pretend like we got engaged really quickly and like it just kind of didn't work out and we end up like calling it off you know like right before the wedding I would be so hesitant to dive into something else quickly like because even though it might have been more of the person not the situation Um, and the timing that was off, it still would feel like maybe I should take more time to do this. Like, so it is so interesting to me that, that uh, Emily just dove right in with Ross and is doing it all over Mm, again. mm -hmm. She doesn't, she isn't saying, seeing like, well, I didn't really pay attention to my instincts last time, but this is different. You know, like... Something's going on there, hey. Yeah, like she just kind of dives... And I'm sure it's because she's lonely or sad or scared or whatever. Because that's why people make these types of decisions. Um, But yeah, like I would just be so burned by that experience if it didn't work mm-hmm. out, you know? Like there's no way that I'd be like, oh yeah, let's have another like, two-month dating and one-month yeah. engagement <laughs> again. I mean, I guess for let's Emily... Let's just roll we, the dice and see what happens. We do think it might be somebody she had been dating before... But like, We're giving her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we are. But it is still, it's all very hasty. Very hasty. The one with all the haste part two. Yeah, um, the one with still haste. So yeah, so Emily calls and drops this massive bomb on Ross's voicemail. And Rachel hears the whole thing. And she calls Monica in for backup and is like, well, what do we do? And Monica's like, well, we erase it and never tell him, never speak of this again. I don't want to see him get hurt again. Yeah. And I don't want her to call him back, like him to call her back and then get together and who knows what will happen, you know? Yeah. Which I understand her concerns. But Rachel feels very anti-erasing the message. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um. I oh gosh I haven't thought about this so what would I do if Mm. one of my good friends okay I can picture this one of my good friends gets a call from a girl he dated that I think was bad for him and he it was like a near miss or actually not really a near miss because they did get married but then it was horrible and now he's out of it and he's finally on the road to recovery um Look, I don't think I would ever erase somebody's messages. That to me is a bit too manipulative and controlling. And like, I just would never feel that it was my place to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think I'd think of that as an option. I'd feel too guilty. Because then like, what if she calls back again the next, like an hour later and is like, why didn't you get my, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. What what would you do? Yeah, I agree. I don't think I could erase the message. Um, I think that if I like, there's certain things where I'm like, maybe ignorance is bliss and I just don't have to share this information. Like, it's not lying. But if, like, if someone saw Emily, like, kissing another guy on the street, I don't know that that's necessary to share with Ross because I don't think that helps him, you know? Um, and it Unless they really were dating. Like, because they're, if they were well, together. Well, they're broken up. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, no. They're yeah, broken up. But saying. this is, like, they've broken up and maybe he's still, like, hurting from that. I wouldn't, like, share that information because I don't think yeah. it's um, necessary, you know? Yeah. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, it's not lying. It's not like, truthfully, it's not any of his business anymore. They're broken up. Like, 
it doesn't it shouldn't have to affect him so why would I add to this chaos you know yeah um but in this case this is very much his business because Emily called him so I don't think I could erase it I understand why Monica wants to yeah um but I couldn't do it. I would end up telling them. La- I feel like I would end up telling them later because I would just feel like guilty. Feels so guilty. I kind of like how Rachel know, find. Yeah. Like I like the fact that it's kind of like okay, I'm gonna let you listen. Well, we'll talk about what happens and why it's just. But like the idea of like I, you'd want to like kind of be there with them when they get that message to talk it through with them, and to maybe kind yes. of be like you're potentially going to be in a vulnerable space when you hear this, and it might dredge some stuff up. So like. Let's talk it out. You know what I mean? Like, I like that it was, like, not, like, yeah. a leave him on his own to, to like, deal with the decision. I think I'd kind of want to maybe, like, let them hear it and then try to maybe help steer them in the right direction. I don't know. Yeah. I think that that's different because, like, she didn't hear it on purpose. It's not like she was snooping through his things. It was just a timing thing, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um. She just happened to be there. And so she can't unhear it. So there's nothing she can do about that. But since she has heard it, yeah, I think you're right. She can be there for him and, like, try to make it as um, painless as possible. And, and like, like, try to kind of speak towards, rationally. Sound yeah. Board. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so they're deciding whether they should erase it or not. And Rachel goes to play it again. And it gets erased. <laughs> you have no, I love no messages. I love Monica's face because Rachel goes like no, and Monica's just like do do do. Well, that's that. Like that's that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even that, like, I feel like that would extra make me feel like I had to tell him just because it wasn't even on purpose. You know, like I don't know. Maybe it's kind of for the best because he didn't have to hear the entire message. He didn't have to hear her voice. Yeah. He just got the cliff notes from Rachel. Um, <laughs> So, we tried to re-record it. I don't know if you picked up on that. So if you're watching the box oh, set, yeah. there's an extra yes. scene. Um, but if you're watching the Netflix or other version, you missed it, where Rachel and Monica are in there, like, that. back and forth. And Rachel's like, come on, we can, like, she's like, what are you going to do? Oh, then the phone rings again. And, you know, Rachel's kind of like, oh, maybe it's Emily calling back to leave the exact same message. And we'll get to what it actually is. Yeah. Um, but she's like, I can leave it. And she's like, hello, Ross, it's me, Emily. I'm having doubts and scones. And and then she's like, oh, I can't remember what she said. And she's like, Monica's like, yeah, that's the problem with that plan. <laughs> yeah. Doing a fake British accent. I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I, and she goes, funny. I'm going to get married to another British person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, it's so good. Do you know, I actually um, think if I was in that situation and I accidentally deleted it, that would actually make me feel more, that would make me feel less inclined to talk to him about it. Like, I know how you said you'd feel like oh, extra like you, like you had to. I I almost think that it's like, well, if I deleted it, well, now it's deleted. So what do I do? I think that, that would be like a whole dilemma anew. I don't know that I'd be like, I have to tell him. Or if I would just be like, well, that was, I didn't mean to. I don't know. That That's kind of just being honest. My instinct was like, huh, would I tell him if I accidentally deleted yeah. it? Did you, did you get it? Did you get a get out of jail free card there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think like, because ultimately I feel like he would have the right to know. Like, yeah, it's true. I, I'd hope that that's where um, I'd settle. 
Because the thing, the truth is, is that I don't know that he would ever find out. Even if Emily was like, I left you a message. And he was like, I never got that message. What is he going to yeah. be like? I bet somebody broke in and yeah, exactly. it and erased my messages. He like, would just think no. like, oh, it just, you know, there was a technical glitch. Yeah, I never got that message. I mean, especially back then, it was like all sorts of, you know, you think you listen to all Very the messages, but you only listen to one. Yeah. And yeah, I mean... Now when people are like, oh, I never got your text. I'm like, I did you not, though? I just, that feels <laughs> like like it's not true. I know. Um, <laughs> which I know it does happen every great once in a while, but. Mm. It's it's weird when it happens. Like, you know, people like send you a screenshot and they're like, see, seriously. Yeah. Or like, here's the text yeah. I sent. And you're like, oh, no, I did not get that. I promise. I think it happens maybe yeah. more frequently because I'm in New Zealand and stuff gets dropped. But maybe. it's still not like regularly. We have a group text with our, like, a group of friends, and one person doesn't have an iPhone. And so that group text is notorious for out of the blue, random people will start oh. not getting random messages. But it's not that everybody's not getting the same messages. So it's weird. like I get messages one, two, five, and six. <laughs> but then you get message one, three, four, five. Oh, go <laughs> and like, buy that person an iPhone. Just we. Oh, you're joking, but we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Like, we're like, can we just get you an iPhone to text with us? Like, (laughs) would it be so bad? Is that person for a while? We took him. Well, he does um, like audio engineering, and so all the apps he runs go through Uh. an Android, and so it just makes more sense for him. Like, I understand he had an iPhone, and then he got this instead because it just made more sense for work. So, I understand why he did it. For a while, we just took him out of the text. And texted because his wife is in it. You could use WhatsApp. But then we were like, I know, but a or whole messenger. text. Nobody else uses that, though. Like, nobody in the States uses that. That's true. You know, like people, people use in other countries Messenger, do. right? Like Facebook Messenger? Not so much. Yeah. I mean, I guess then you all have to be on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Which not everybody's on Facebook. So anyway, but it's like, yeah, a whole separate text app just to whatever. So it's fine, but sometimes the texts do disappear. And we're all like, wait, what are you talking about? Because it's like you come yeah. in in the middle of the sentence, middle of the conversation. And you're like, yeah. did, I, like, miss did I miss something? Did I miss something? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So she erases it by accident. Yeah. And um, then Ross calls himself. <laughs> Hi, Ross. Uh, it's you. <laughs> It's you. I want you to remember this feeling. I have, what does he say? Like, I have a How, new appreciation. Well, he's talking about no. a new lease on life, but that's not what he says in the voicemail. He just says something about, like, how precious life is. And I don't remember. Something about not taking life for granted. Yeah. He just, um, I want you to remember this feeling. Oh, you're so lucky to be alive. <laughs> Just love yourself, okay? Oh, and get stamps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, such a uh, There are some, like, I kind of wish, I didn't do this at all, but part of me wishes I would have been more intentional about, like, journaling or even just, like, taking videos yeah. um, during the last year or so because it all feels so not normal right now, but it's just the reality we're living in. And so, like... I know in a year or two, 
I'll remember bits and pieces and like maybe the overall tone of the time but there's so much I won't remember and it will just be one of those things like it's such a unique season of life and maybe I don't want to remember it that vividly but it'd be interesting I think but it will be yes because even like you know like looking back at high school like there's so much I don't remember now and I wish I remembered more um because it just kind of gets all lumped into one yeah it blends yeah yeah, and so I know that over time, all of this stuff will be like we'll remember some stuff like quarantine and masks, and you know, but you Zoom won't remember some of the like crap like that. My friend, one of my friends was in um, New Zealand quarantine hotel. Oh no, she was in Australia. Oh. She was in Australian quarantine hotel for two weeks. So she um, lives in Australia, but she's Kiwi, so she flew back to New Zealand just before lockdown because she was just like she lives alone in Australia and she's like I can't do this like so she flew back which is like fair enough flew back over to New Zealand to spend the four-week lockdown with her family and this was like back when people were you know what I mean like you could still kind of like oh you better fly quick before everything shuts down you know this was like last March or whatever March when we all thought it was just going to be a couple weeks lol (laughs) yeah and so like New Zealand was about to go into a four week like complete shutdown was yeah, it four weeks yeah. or six weeks I can't remember what our original one I was I think it was four at first they might have extended it I think it was four and then yeah I, I might have got extended because there was still like cases flying around um but so she came she came over and like basically it was like you know one of the last days you were actually allowed to like if you're gonna go go now so she was like traveled over got here spent the four week lockdown with her family and then we had like a very slight easing of restrictions for the next like two to four weeks and so it was Mm -hmm. still like offices are closed schools are closed bars and restaurants are closed but it was like things like takeaways are now open or like you can I don't I can't remember if you were actually allowed to go swimming but like certain like running trails were open again like that type stuff um but then she got a job like after however many weeks our lockdown was, she got a job back in Australia. And so she's like, okay, I have to go back. But at that time, you had to isolate for two weeks before you could enter Mm -hmm. the country. And so she spent two weeks in a quarantine hotel after having spent like six weeks in quarantine here or in whatever. And I was like, you should – she's a good writer as well. Like she's a writer for work. And I was like, you should really keep a journal because it like – so like a lot of people have had that experience now because yeah we did think it was only going to be like a few months um but you know obviously it's been longer but at the time I was like you know how many people in gen pop have the isol have the experience of like a two-week quarantine hotel and what that's actually like like you should write about it and she's a good yeah. writer I don't know if she did or not oh <laughs> I, I thought think you were going to be able to share with us. No, I was hoping. I think she took video, like some videos, but I was like, no, like writing, because you can actually talk about your true feelings and it's not like little snippets that are like mm-hmm. to get people, you know, like you're not really like performing or like educating. You're just like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if she did or not. We'll have to find out. Hmm, we'll have to find out. Um, yeah, I just – there's something about, like, the everyday that I feel like we'll miss in 20 yeah. years, you know, that, like, yeah. you won't quite be able to put your finger on. So, anyway, I feel like I need to get better at that. But um, Well, no time yeah. like the present, Renee. No time like the present. Just live every day your fullest and don't forget stamps, okay? <laughs> um, but I love when that comes through. Monica's like, yeah, t- 
show Emily that message and we no longer have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this problem goes Ross is just being a weirdo. They also don't know about the situation. Yeah, um, that's true. That's right. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, so it's it's very out of context. Can you imagine just hearing somebody leave themselves that message? So funny. <laughs> I know. Live every day your fullest, okay? Um, but yeah, so... Ross comes home and he's like, oh my gosh, Rachel, you're here. You're my friend and you're here. And he's like all lovey and all like having a new appreciation for life and all that stuff. And he tells her the story. There's someone, we were in the ride along and somebody shot at us. And she was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, it was a car backfire. But she's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I have to stop this or stop us here for a second. Because, okay, so when he's like... Um, when he's like, I had a near-death experience. Somebody oh, shot yes. at me. I this know. reminded me of a time in college. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? Yes, okay. I know where I'm going. I don't know that we've shared this story yet, and it's a very this is good a great one. Great story. So, our senior year of college, we lived in a house off campus. There were six of us that lived in this house. Um, it was like a mile from school or whatever. Um, good neighborhood. Uh, there was a few of us hanging around one night um, pretty late, like maybe like midnight or something um, in our living room, just like watching TV. And we heard a knock on our door and we were like, oh, that's weird. And I think like a guy was um, there with us. And so we were like, you go answer yeah, the door. That's someone's weird. Like- Someone was dating, yeah. Yeah, and so he went and answered the door, and it was these two Leos, law enforcement officers. (laughs) It was these two. It's true. These two police officers, and we were just like, this is weird. And they were like, oh, hi, um, everything okay in here? And we're like, yeah. Um, And they're like, have you heard any weird noises or any, you know, and we were just like, no, we've just been like sitting here watching a movie. Um, but we had this, like, we had this really bad habit of not locking our door and we did not live in like wide open. We did not live in a good enough area to not lock our door. Like it wasn't like, oh, you know, everyone just leaves the keys in the car. Like, no, we, it was like, it wasn't even that the area itself was bad. It was just like really close to downtown on a main road. Like there had been a lot of like people around and yeah, yeah. and enough like petty crime and burglaries and that type of stuff that like and like six girls and we all have laptops and all this type of stuff like we should have locked the door it's just that there was always so many people in and out that we never did um Mm -hmm. and so we were like no we've just been like sitting here watching and then he was like okay well um we're just gonna like scan the perimeter of your house for a minute and we were like what is going on so they did and then they came back and they were like yeah um one of your neighbors called uh us because um we had a neighbor across the street who had a newborn and she was up like the baby was crying and so she was feeding it or whatever and she like happened to look out her window and saw a man like hiding in our bushes hiding in the bushes around our house and then like Mm -hmm. sneak up to our house and be like looking in the windows like pressing his face against the glass trying to look in windows and she saw that he had a weapon like a knife or something with him and so mm-hmm. she called 911 right away, which is like, thanks, lady. Um, and so they were like, we actually um, apprehended him. He's in the back of the cop car right now. He, sh- I don't know why, but like the police officer showed us his license. And so and his, it was this man oh, yeah. named Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> so, never I don't forget. Know, 
I don't know why that they probably weren't supposed to be showing us that. But anyway, they were like, look, he's really drunk. Like he reeks of booze. Um, and like, yeah, he's got like a knife on him or something. And like, we don't know what he wanted, but like, maybe he's just a peeping Tom. We're not sure. Maybe he was going to like try to cut the screens and get in the window. We don't know. But like his bike was dumped in the bushes and we were just like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. So of course we were like freaked out. But I think it was one of those things where you like kind of laugh because you don't realize how bad the situation is. And so at the time we were just kind of like, I mean, would you say that was the general vibe like the night of? Yes. Yes. The night of we were all like, oh, that's like creepy. But you know, we never felt we, we didn't un- realize the date. We didn't think that maybe they hadn't told us about the the knife. They didn't tell us about the weapon. So they we just, just said kind of he was like smashing his face against. The- so we were more creeped out, like grossed yeah, out. I think because you're right. we could see Kim and I's bedroom was on the front of the house, like as was the living room, and we could see smudge marks on the outside of the yeah, window. That's right. And so we were like, ew, ew like we like both have perf. changed in here at some point tonight. Like who knows yeah. how long yeah. he's been standing there looking through our and window. So, disgusting. Yeah. So we were like kind of creeped out, but kind of like didn't actually feel like we were in any real danger. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. The next day, our neighbor either came over or called or something and was like, oh, are you girls she okay? She came over. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. Like, ha, ha, ha. That's so crazy. Thanks for thanks for catching him. And she's like, yeah, well, it's just like when I saw the knife in his hand, we were like, wait, what? And so I don't think I was there when she came over and talked to us, but basically that's I was. How- so do you tell? You tell. Yes. Yeah, so she came over and she was like, I was so freaked out. Like normally the baby sleeps through the night, but she woke up and normally I would like just rock her in her room. But for some reason I came down to my living room, which like the window looks across the street. We are on a corner lot and she was on the opposite corner lot. So she's like, I, normally I wouldn't come downstairs, but for whatever reason I did. And I look out there and I see this man with a knife, like a machete. Yeah, looking through your window and running back and forth from each window and looking like he was trying to climb over the bushes and get into your house. And so I called the cops. And she was so freaked out that we got really freaked out. Okay. And then we're like, okay, yes, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the few of – like, I wasn't there when that happened. And so to me, it was just Mm kind of like, okay, next day, like, that happened, whatever. I don't even think it was on my mind. And so I was like walking around campus and at one point throughout the day, people started coming up to me and they were like, oh my gosh, Ashley, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, why? What's going on? And they're like, oh, we just, we heard about what happened, the guy with the machete and like, and I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, like we heard and like we heard from somebody who heard from somebody out, like it had like spread like wildfire. It had spread like wildfire. We went to a very small college and so it was like you know, within like two classes, it was like spread. And, and it was like, and then somebody was like, yeah, like Renee had to go home. She was so distraught. And I was like, what? So I want to hear from your perspective, how that spread the next day. Don't remember. Honestly, I remember very vividly having that conversation, but our neighbor really, really like, yeah, she was so wound up about it that it really wound us up. And I know I went, I think, I think I have the next class with I was in like, even though it was our end of our senior year, I waited to take my second science class because I just put it off. So it was like me and a bunch of freshmen in this science <laughs> class, plus um, our friends Kate and Tracy. <laughs> um, but I think I had that class. For some reason, I feel like this was actually during exams because I normally I wouldn't be home in the morning. I had all morning classes, but I think we had exams that week. 
Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't seem like we would have been up late the night before watching TV if we had exams, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I remember coming into class and talking about it with somebody and then people kept asking and I think I just, I don't know. I don't really remember. The story but spread yeah, like it, wildfire. It definitely spread and it definitely turned into a bigger thing than it was. But then we we looked later to find the police report because we were like, oh, I know what happened. I remember now. Now I remember how it spiraled. So our neighbor like kind of talks us up into a tizzy. I, we all got really freaked out, the ones that were there. I guess Come we up, didn't yeah. tell you. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh. But apparently you were in class, so what were we going to do, you know? But yeah. anyway, they – she was like, yeah, but the cops got him, da-da-da. He had a, a weapon. Like, I think it was malicious, da-da-da-da-da. So she's putting all this – we just thought he was a creep, which isn't great, but it's kind of like – I mean, I don't know. Like, there had been peeping Toms in our neighborhood. Yes. Um, like, our other friends had had peeping Toms, and it was kind of just like, oh, okay, gross. There's some peeping Toms. Like, just keep your blinds closed. Like, that's all we thought yes. it was. Yes. But then she made it seem like there was a lot of malicious intent. Yeah. Like, like he, he was, was going to try to either like break in get to steal in from us, us or yeah. like hurt us. And then um, because we had looked up his name, they showed us his license. So we knew his name. Fernando, yeah. I don't remember his last name. We're not going to say um, it on, on air. Okay. Well, I don't remember it anyway. But we looked up and he was – uh, like the police report was like that he was in jail. And then right before my class, somebody told me that he had been released. And then we got even more freaked out because we're like, he has a knife. He's coming to get us. <laughs> and I think that's what happened. And I think I found out when I was with people. And so I was kind of freaked out. And yeah, then I okay. decided to go home. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened because th- seriously, like our neighbor talking it up, like, we all got – we started looking everything up online, like trying to figure oh out if he had a record, gosh. you know. This it just spiraled so out of funny. control. Because I picturing, like, none the wiser, just thinking, like, okay, yeah, that peeping Tom just hit our house last night, whatever. He's – Well, we all did. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm, like, walking around campus and people coming up and being, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm, like, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, it's it was just, like, somebody looking in our windows. It's totally – which I know that's, like, maybe people are listening to this and they're, like, what? But, you know – you know, we at the time we were just like, no, nah, it's it's not that big of a deal. But then they were like, Renee's so upset, she went home, and I was like, oh my god. And so I'm picturing Renee like, I just, I have to, I have to just, I'm sorry, I can't stay in class. I'm too distraught. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard about the machete at that point. Yeah, so I just thought totally. it was funny because yeah, the night before we were all like, I mean, it's gross and like weird. So like I feel I was, weird, but yeah, I was a little so bit like I was eye rolly with Renee's new lease on life situation. So that's why this reminded <laughs> yeah, me of that. Don't you remember like our like Nick came and slept on the floor in front of our door for like two nights? Yeah, so it did spike with his baseball bat. <laughs> yes, because like this all happened. A couple of our guy friends, one of whom wonderful friend Nick, thank you. Um, for doing that they like came and I do think it was a little bit about like them getting a chance to be some heroes too but like they oh, came over 100%. to our house they installed mace next to our front door they <laughs> I fixed forgot about the mace they fixed our back 
like our our lock was broken on our back gate so they like repaired our back mm-hmm. gate so that it was like oh, more secure that that was so they nice. like might have installed extra locks or something because all we had was just like a little like flimsy lock and then yes they like brought sleeping bags and slept at the one slept at the back door, one slept at the front door for like two or three nights with baseball it was really bats. Sweet. It was very sweet to make sure that we, they must have thought we were like super freaked out. And um, which as I, you know, as like, I, I just, I'm realizing I never heard your side of the story. And I always just thought you were oh. like being dramatic. I remember you thinking I was being dramatic. Yeah. I, I remember that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I um, wanted to hear your side of it. Cause like we never actually yeah. cleared it up. Cause you know, it all just, Oh, kind we of, didn't. No, I, well, I never heard the yeah, thing about, it was, like, the neighbor yeah, ba- they were just making like, it. Yeah, yeah, the neighbor made it a big deal. And we were like, oh, but he's, like, in prison, so it's fine. Like, we're safe. And then it's And like, then to be told, Fernando out. is on the loose. We were like, so he's going to come get us. That became the joke for the longest time. Like, <laughs> Fernando's rage was, like, Fernando's just, rage. <laughs> anytime we, like, talked about our flat or our roommates at that house, um, my cat was living there at the time, so it was like Ann Wilbur, the cat, and Fernando, what? don't forget him, like our secret seventh yeah. roommate. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. He was just like probably living in the back room the whole time. We didn't even know. We I thought the crumbs on the well. counter were from the mice, but it was Fernando it was getting us now. <laughs> and my cat would certainly I remember- be like, you do you. I do remember after that, we always were kind of weird about, we had like an office um, in the back. And by office, I mean like very small room with a desk. But it was yeah. how you got to the backyard. It was off the dining room. And it was a lot of windows. Yeah, um, it was like there one, weren't any like glass lights walls. in the backyard. Yeah, it was and creepy. so I do remember we never really wanted to be back there. Um, yeah. But especially after that, we were like, yeah, you, like, no, anyone could have Nobody's going to be in the back room alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, it so creepy. A little bit. Yeah. So that is Renee's new lease on life. That's release on life. So I'm so glad that we were able to tell that story. That is one of my I favorites. I mean, I didn't forget about Fernando, but. No, you know. never. Um, never. But, Always in our hearts. But the whole. And someone on our took a sheets. shot at me. Okay, it was a car backfire. But, oh, yeah. And then that was the thing, too, is that, like, she, the neighbor had told us. it. So so I was just like, who's talking oh, about yes. a machete? But it actually came out yes. that he had a box cutter. And box so, cutter, right. So then we're like, okay, yeah. he probably wasn't going to try to, like, tie us up. It was probably more like he just was going to, like, use that to, like, maybe, like, pop the, you know, slit the window or something and, like, steal or whatever. Who knows? I mean, it was not a good situation. But anyway. No. And also he could have just, like, had a box cutter. Right. Know. From his um, work. But yeah, it definitely point. was one of those things where, like, we were told it was a peeping Tom and we were like, gross, whatever. But then we were like, he had a machete. He's in jail. He's been released. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming to get you. And then we find mm-hmm. out, well, he was probably just drunk and he had a box cutter. But we were like, in the moment, it just kept like getting built up and built up yeah. and being like worse than we thought and worse than we thought. And we got more freaked out, more freaked out. Um, but yeah, it was a box cutter and he never showed I his hope- mother loving face again. His smudgy nose face again. He heard oh yeah, he we did have smudge marks all over our window, which was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Oh, Fernando. Anyway. So Ross has a new lease on life. Rachel is like, okay, you didn't almost die. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, but you know, whatever makes you appreciate the small stuff, Ross. Uh but um Rachel is like, I need to tell you this. Emily called. She's kind of 
having second thoughts in her marriage and she wants you to call her. This is your decision, though. I'm not, yeah. you know, I did the right thing and I told you. And he was like, yeah, thanks for telling me. I guess I have to call her. And she was like, okay, no, you can't. Yeah, you no, can't wrong do that. decision. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is a terrible decision. Um, which I'm glad she said something. I think that Ross, um, well, I think it's two things. I think that he is just kind of like an emotionally vulnerable person. And like, especially I with do think Emily. Especially with Emily, mainly because of the way things played out. Like, yeah. he, I think, wants a chance to redeem himself. Yes, agree. More 100%. than I think that he's still in love with Emily. And yes. I don't mean that. I, I don't mean that in a mean way. I just no, think no, that I think you're right. I think, you he, know, he thinks that he's the reason why it all, well, rightly or wrongly, he thinks that he's the yes. reason at all. And if she's now willing to forgive him or even, yes. you know, I think it is a little bit like, oh, what would that look like? Totally. And I think to add like fuel to that fire, he has a new lease on life. And so yeah, he's thinking, he's, what are the chances that she called me tonight when I almost died, but you didn't almost die, and I, Ross? I do, I do think he's frazzled, you know? And so it's like he's yes. getting this information when he's been like really frazzled by what just happened, regardless of yeah. the fact it was a car backfire. Well, and we've said this before, like in any of these situations, you see what you want to see. Yeah. So, you know, if Emily – he could have taken a lot of things to mean a lot of things because yeah. he was like, well, I've got to seize the day and live every moment. Yeah, um, this is like taking I mean, opportunities and this is an opportunity. Yes. And so I see Rachel, how you yeah. could feel like what are the chances that it would happen today? It's like, well, the chances are she's getting married tomorrow. She's getting married so and so – That's yeah. why. Well, I think um, Rachel – That's just what we call coincidence picks up on like what she does is quite smart because if you try to just like reason with them it's not gonna work yeah yeah yep but so I like how she was like maybe she's like you're and like rolls her eyes like near death she's like maybe it's just close call day and it's about escaping yes. things I was like it's oh, all good one right reframing things yeah it's smart all about reframing your new lease on life <laughs> You can do it. Um, but yeah, so lots going on. Lots going on. Lots well, of And I funny like that he says where he's like, he's like, you know, I do want to seize some things, but I never want to see or talk to her again. Or speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. I'm like, that's good. Oh. He just needed to like, yeah, you're right. I actually never want to see this woman again. And it's like, okay, cool. So don't call her. Yes. All he needed with it was a little perspective because it's like, yeah, you definitely <laughs> just a don't really want to see or talk to her. There's yeah. your answer, Ross. Like, yeah. you don't need to call awesome. her. And honestly, I don't think that he owes her a callback at all. No, my gosh. not Honestly, yeah. it's, it's part of me, if it was me, I might call her back just to be like, hey, leave me out of this. Like, yeah. You and I, you know, yeah, okay, like we had a whirlwind thing. There's no guarantee that it would have been good though if it didn't mess up so spectacularly. But like Yeah. I like I would almost wonder if I would call her just to put her out of her misery. So she's not like waiting for her phone to ring the second until she decides to walk down the aisle. But I don't think he does that. And I mean no. it's kind and of like this he doesn't is where owe her. I think No. I feel like calling would be like difficult like it would be emotionally very difficult to do this is when um 
a text would be really nice to be able to send. Yeah, to be like, no, Which they don't not have happening. this option. Just to be like, I acknowledge you called, but I don't think it's necessary that we talk. I and wish maybe you, you best, need to but... talk to your fiance if this is how you're yeah. feeling. Like, yeah. Slash therapist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. So with that, we hope that all of you have a new lease on life. Yes. Um, seize the day and remember this feeling. Um, seize the day. Carpe diem. Don't forget to seize the carp. Seize the carp. Um, yes. And we love all of you. We have great appreciation for you. And we would protect you if we could. Or if you were holding our sandwiches. Renee's really tall now. So she can sandwiches. probably I'm protect really tall. you. She's I'll just like stand up straight and I'm sure and I'll block every shot they'll send at me. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I also have abs of steel, so they'll just bounce right off. <laughs> Barely chink the iron. <laughs> uh, whenever I go to like um, yeah, so join in us. the stomach, he's always like, Oh, yeah. Don't hurt your hand. I'm like, oh god. Oh gosh. You say that like it's a normal thing whenever I go to hit Ben in the stomach. <laughs> just some casual Do you guys not domestic abuse. Punch your <laughs> partners in the- no I'm just it doesn't happen that often I don't I don't no not that often okay I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Ben to blink twice <laughs> if he needs help when I was like would you protect me or Ben you're like I'm keeping Ben under lock and key so <laughs> do I need to protect Ben you tell me Ben knows to keep his mouth shut um that's look, right next week is the one with the ball yes so good Fun stuff happens. It is fun stuff. So yeah, that is episode 21 and we will see you next week. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.